Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I am your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. Welcome to my ongoing series titled The Amity Phil Horror. If you're newer to the podcast and you are unfamiliar with the series, it's one of the opportunities I take to talk about something that I'm very, very fascinated with, and that's the paranormal. I have had a whole lot of fun doing this series, and the download numbers have represented that you guys have been enjoying it as well. If you are interested in hearing some more spooky stuff, make sure to check out some of my past episodes. The December edition of this episode gave me the opportunity to interview Sapphire Sandalo, who is the host of the podcast Stories with Sapphire, and is also one of the stars of the new show Ghost Town Terror, which can be found over on Discovery+. Plus. You can also find past episodes where my friend Amaris and I discuss things such as ghosts in the woods, shadow people, even black-eyed kids. However, if you're not looking to hear any spooky stories or they don't necessarily interest you, that's okay. Make sure to check out the rest of our library. I promise you there is something here for everybody. With all of that out of the way, as you can see, the topic of this episode is going to be doppelgangers. The lore behind doppelgangers has always been very fascinating to me, and it's also very, very terrifying. So I'll give you guys a brief explanation of what doppelgangers are. And then I'll jump into some first-hand accounts that I actually found on the internet that are just really, really chilling. So basically, a doppelganger is a biologically unrelated lookalike or a double of a living person. The word itself translates literally to double-goer or double-walker in German, and it's defined as a, quote, ghostly counterpart of a living person, end quote. In traditional folklore, doppelgangers are usually considered to be ghostly apparitions or entities rather than physical beings, and almost always sinister in nature. The sight of one, either your own or someone else's, is widely considered to be a bad omen, as doppelgangers are supposedly harbingers of darkness, bad luck, and sometimes straight-up evil. Explained by the Paranormal Guide, quote, the idea of a spiritual, ghostly, or demonic double of living people have existed for millennia. Much of the time, a doppelganger is viewed as an omen for a tragedy, illness, or death of the person who is copied. So how would you go about identifying a doppelganger? Well, first off, of course, their dead giveaway is that they're going to look exactly like you, or at least very, very similar, and would essentially be you in every way except for that they're not. Again, going back to the paranormal guide, quote, these doubles may at times be seen by others as performing a person's actions before the real person makes them, or they may be a shadow performing the same movements, but after they've happened. Many historical reports claim doppelganger sightings have been a premonition for death and tragedy, and these apparitions have other strange paranormal qualities as well. Quote, the doppelgangers of folklore cast no shadow and have no reflection in a mirror or in water, end quote, explains Metaphysics website Crystal Links. And while doppelgangers themselves allegedly have no reflection, there are many reports of people seeing their own doppelganger in the mirror, either next to their actual reflection or a distorted version of it. And that's certainly one of the most terrifying things that I think of when I think of doppelgangers, especially like what if you were just looking in the mirror, washing your hands, 
and then your face has a reaction or a movement that doesn't mimic what you're doing at the time. It's truly, truly chilling to think about. So your alleged evil twin could, according to the doppelganger mythology, appear to you or someone else at any time, bringing negative omens galore. But apparently, they may also try to mess with your head. Many doppelganger accounts suggest the apparition, quote, might attempt to provide advice to the person they shadow, but that this advice can be misleading or malicious, according to ancient origins. They may also attempt to plant sinister ideas in their victims' minds or cause them great confusion. And apparently, they may also try to interact with others as you, which adds a whole new layer of confusion. In all cases, it's considered advisable to never interact with your doppelganger as it's thought to bring even more bad luck. Now, there have been several famous doppelganger sightings throughout history. One well-known documentation of a reported doppelganger sighting was from former President Abe Lincoln, who claims to have seen his doppelganger reflected in a mirror on the night he was first elected into office. Quote, looking in that glass, I saw myself reflected nearly at full length, but my face, I noticed had two separate and distinct images, the tip of the nose of one being about three inches from the top of the other. I was a little bothered, but the illusion vanished, wrote Lincoln's friend, journalist Noah Brooks, as he transcribed Lincoln's words in his book, Washington in Lincoln's Time. Quote, on lying down again, I saw it a second time, plainer, if possible, than before. And then I noticed that one of the faces was a little paler, say five shades, than the other. Now, while Lincoln may have found this phenomenon strange, his wife interpreted it as an omen of tragedy to come. According to the retelling, she allegedly read his vision to say that he would indeed be elected for a second term of presidency, but that the sickly, ghastly appearance of his double signified that he wouldn't live through his second term. And of course, as we know now, both of those predictions turned out to be true. Another famous doppelganger account pertains to the double of Emily Saget. While many reports of doppelganger sightings involve a person seeing his or her own double, in the case of young Emily Saget's doppelganger, it was apparently visible to everyone but. Saget was a school teacher in Latvia in the mid-1800s. She was a good teacher and well-liked, but had an odd track record of reportedly having 18 different teaching positions in just 16 years. And after hearing the reported accounts of the supernatural twin entity that followed her about, it's easy to make a judgment about why. According to a Vice piece originally published on Broadly, students at the school where Saget taught began to see, well, two of her. Quote, as she wrote in the blackboard, a second Miss Saget appeared in front of the class, mimicking the teacher's movements, reported Vice. One evening, as Saget ate in the dining hall, it appeared again, mirroring her actions once more. At one point, it was even noted that Saget's double sat down in a chair at the head of the classroom, staring straight toward the children, while the real Saget was in the school garden. While she apparently never saw her own double, it's reported that when the entity was present, the color would drain from her face and, overcome with fatigue, her movements would become listless. Eventually, the school let Saget go due to the disturbing presence of her double. And the final famous doppelganger story that I'll go over here pertains to Catherine the Great, otherwise known as the Empress of Russia throughout the 18th century, and the longest ruling female leader in the country's history. She apparently had a haunting, and it turns out possibly sinister, encounter with a doppelganger shortly before her death in 1796. According to reports, Catherine's servants woke her frantically one night after having seen her visage, plain as day, sitting silently in her throne room. Confused, Catherine accompanied them back to the throne room, only to find her double sitting on the throne, plain as day. Catherine reportedly ordered for her servants to shoot the doppelganger, but just a week later, Catherine died suddenly of a stroke. 
And that just goes back to a doppelganger sighting possibly being something of an omen, maybe foreshadowing events to come. To wrap up this episode, I do have some first-hand accounts that I was able to find over on Reddit. The first two stories are a little bit shorter, and then the last two are a little bit lengthier. So strap in. This first story comes from Quite Voice 4846 Late at night, I usually go to the bathroom multiple times, but for the past four days, every time I go to leave, I can see myself still standing in the mirror from the corner of my eye. It is like the other me is watching me leave the bathroom. It terrifies me to the point where I almost run out without looking directly at the mirror. I never told my husband about it because I didn't want to acknowledge it out loud. Earlier today, I took a nap in our bed while he sat in the chair next to it watching TV. When I woke up, he told me that he had seen me sit up and crawl backwards to the edge of the bed and stand up in front of our bedroom door from the corner of his eye. He thought it was weird I got up like that because I'm in the last month of my pregnancy and I can't really move so well without it hurting. So he tried talking to me. When I didn't answer, he looked at the door to find me not there and still sleeping in bed. I got really creeped out and I finally told him about what I had been seeing in the bathroom. He thought it was creepy as well, but didn't really want to talk about it anymore because he thinks it will give whatever it is power or energy. I have no idea what it wants or why we have both seen it. This next story comes from Reddit user Geobyte. I remember one Sunday morning, my brother and I were watching Cardcaptor Sakura on TV and someone knocked on the door. We lived in an apartment that was empty. The owner hadn't rented the second floor. It was a two-bedroom apartment with a kitchen and a bathroom by the door. A small apartment, but with a big window that faces out to the door. So when I heard someone knock, I checked the window and I saw my father. So I thought I was going to the door to open it. When I was going to unlock the door, my mother pulls me away and screams at me not to open the door because I didn't know who it was. I told her I saw my dad. She freaked out going to the window and checking and then checking the peephole. She started to get terrified and she said to go to the farthest room in the apartment and to not come out. She went and woke up my dad. My dad got up angry and confused. We told him what we saw and the man was still knocking at the door. My dad screamed. Who is it? No answer. He said he will call the cops, but no response. While my dad was busy screaming at him, we saw that he was just standing still in front of the door. So my mom took us to the farthest room from the door while my dad got ready to open the door with a metal bat. Once he did, the man was gone. My dad goes out looking everywhere around the apartment. The apartment door was a heavy metal door and always was heard when someone comes in and out, but we heard nothing that morning and nothing when my dad opened the door. We heard no footsteps either, but my brother, mother, and I saw that man that looked exactly like my father. This next story comes from Reddit user He Mew Lu. This happened when I was 8 years old. I saw my dad in the bathroom wiping himself after a shower, but the problem is that he was supposed to be in the office at that time. So I asked him, Dad, when did you come home? He didn't say anything. I asked again and he closed the bathroom door on my face. I went from that room and didn't think much of it. 20 minutes later, my mom gave me and my little brother lunch. So we three people, mom, me, little brother, sat to eat lunch. I asked mom, why aren't we waiting for dad? She laughed and said, why would we? I told her, but dad is home. Then explained to her what happened. We searched the entire house, but couldn't find him. Creepy, right? After eating, me and my little brother fell asleep. My mom stayed awake to watch TV. I woke to my mom's scream. I rushed to look for her. Found her before that bathroom door. She hugged me and couldn't talk. I looked at the bathroom. It was empty. Asked mom what happened. She said she saw dad. Dad was there. Why would he appear out of nowhere? 
She asked him when did he come home and said she saw that thing that looked like dad made a horrible, creepy face. So she screamed. And in no time, I was there and the thing disappeared. Later that night, dad came home and we told him everything. I don't remember what we did after that, but we moved out. And here's the final story from Reddit user the underscore Darkwalker. And just as a heads up, this one is a little bit lengthy. I have had a few odd experiences throughout my life, but nothing that I would necessarily label as paranormal, at least not until recently. Full disclosure, I love watching specials about the paranormal. I enjoy reading books about supposedly true hauntings, as well as movies about ghosts, demons, etc. That being the case, I am familiar with some of the classic telltale signs of a location that is purportedly haunted. Bad smells, vertigo, cold spots, whispers, etc., But again, taking into account what I know about those things, and considering it is a hobby of sorts to read about them, nothing paranormal has ever happened to me. That all changed a couple of weeks ago when I started dating a woman I met while at my job. I had not dated in a very long time, divorced, single dad, pushing 40, a little thick around the waistline. So it was a surprise to me that someone as young and pretty as she was asked me out. She is 26, but I do look much younger than my age. We hadn't gone on that many dates, maybe three or four, over the course of a few weeks. So even though we communicated a lot via texts, email, Facebook, etc., we actually had not spent very much time together. So I was taken off guard that she asked me to help her out with a family matter. Her grandmother had been living on her own private property in a camper for some 20-odd years, just her and a lot of cats. My girlfriend, I use that term loosely because, again, we were still just getting to know each other, was one of the few members of her family that still made any effort to visit her grandmother and described her as very eccentric, solitary, and somewhat spiteful. Recently, though, her mind seemed to be going. On the rare occasion that anyone went to see her, the consensus was that she had basically gone senile and nothing she said made sense anymore, so they made the decision to put her into a nursing home, which is where I came in. My girlfriend, who we'll call T, needed me to help her clean out her grandmother's camper save anything that was worth keeping, and dump the rest. So, we rented a flatbed trailer, and she navigated to the property, which is in Oscar, Texas. She and I are both from Austin. We arrived about 1pm in the afternoon in mid-August, so it was pretty damn hot. The camper was really small and had only one window air conditioner unit to cool the entire thing, but there was no longer any electricity to it. So, we opened the door, which was not locked, and started going through all her stuff. There was cat poop everywhere, and it smelled fucking terrible. Plus, there were hundreds of flies. The cats were all gone. It looked like they had been coming and going through the little flaps on either side of the window unit. I started moving stuff and found several decayed dead kittens, tons of roaches, fleas, ticks, spiders. I mean, this place was a complete dive. My girlfriend was really embarrassed and said we would need some cleaning supplies, not realizing it was this bad. Since we arrived there in her vehicle, she drove into town to buy the supplies and I decided to stay behind and keep working. While I was there alone, I figured I would haul the big stuff out to the flatbed, which she left behind for me. The minute I started moving furniture to throw it away, the air in the camper got noticeably cooler. At least cool enough for me to notice a difference given how hot it was outside. The fact that there was no electricity for the window unit plus very little ventilation made it that much more noticeable. I ignored it at first and thought nothing of it, There was a pond nearby, and I figured maybe a nice little breeze had blown over it towards me. I went about my work, and I began hearing limbs in the trees around the camper creaking and snapping. There was no wind, though, so I figured it was probably squirrels, birds, and whatnot. I took a break and went outside for a soda, and I continued to hear snapping and cracking all around me. 
It's probably not uncommon, but the area was unusually still for there being so much noise. I went back inside and felt an immediate drop in temperature. I suppose it could be that when we first got there, the sun was sitting directly on the camper, so maybe the sun had just shifted and it was no longer in direct sunlight. I continued digging through old boxes and found a medium-sized leather trunk with a rusted padlock on it that looked like it was ready to crumble to dust. I didn't want to throw away anything valuable, so I busted the lock off with the heel of my boot and looked inside the trunk. I found the weirdest assortment of crap I had ever laid eyes on. Various rocks, crystals, candles, lots of little bottles with God knows what in them, old string, strips of leather, and then I found the small skeleton of some kind of animal. Probably a cat, but it had stuff written on the actual bones. At this point, I paused and began to feel extremely uncomfortable. It was like the air got heavier, the sounds of insects outside had stopped, and I could feel a pressure against my eardrums. The hairs on my arms and neck stood on end. It became harder to breathe, and I felt something that was almost like an electrical charge in my stomach. I know enough about this type of thing from reading about the paranormal that I could guess that I was not welcome there. So I left the camper and waited outside for T to come back while I tried to wrap my head around what had just happened. She was gone for what seemed like a really long time, but finally came back, and she was like, oh, I thought you would have had it all cleaned out by now. Obviously, she had stalled, hoping I would do the lion's share of the work, but I digress. Anyways, I told her about what happened, and she was like, um, okay, and? Sounds like the heat got to you. Are you feeling lightheaded? Well, yeah, but for a completely different reason than heat exhaustion. I asked her if she thought what I described was strains, and she seemed amused that I had gotten scared, but didn't answer. I asked why someone would write an animal skeleton, and she blew it off, attributing it to her grandmother's diminishing mental state. Like I said before, she was gone for a while, so we didn't have a lot of daylight left. Now that we were on a time crunch, she angrily began throwing anything and everything onto the flatbed, no longer caring about looking through stuff to see if there was anything we should keep, and really, there wasn't anything worth salvaging. It was all rotten. After a few hours, we did manage to get it cleared out, but it became clear that cleaning the thing was not going to serve much of a purpose. It was barely standing as it was. I recommended that she get someone to just haul the whole thing away and leave whatever was still in there, which is probably what we should have done in the first place. She wanted to take one last look around the camper and make sure she didn't miss anything. Here's where things get really weird. I was securing the stuff we decided to keep on the trailer when I heard her ask, What are you doing? Not looking up, I said I was just making sure the stuff wasn't going to fall out. She then turned to look at me, her eyes wide as I had ever seen them, looked back out the window she had been at, screamed, and bolted out of the camper. And I was like, what? What is it? She told me that she swore she had seen me walking on the opposite side of the camper. Not just someone that looked like me, but me. I told her to wait there and I walked around the corner of the camper I can't really be sure, but for a brief second or two, I do think I saw the outline of a person before it disappeared. According to T, this man looked exactly like me, so she thought it was me. She said it even turned and smiled at her, which is when she asked what I was doing. When I answered from out by the car is when she freaked out. We both agreed that at that point, there was definitely something off about the place. Not just the camper, but the actual property. I told her I didn't know what her grandma was into, or what she did all alone out there for 20 years but it didn't feel like a good thing. We left around 8pm just as it started to get dark and never went back. That isn't quite the end though. Last week, about a month after all this happened, T asked me if I would go with her to visit her grandma in the nursing home since, again, no one else really ever went to see her. I said sure, and we drove to a nearby city called Temple where the nursing home was located. 
We got there, signed in, and they asked us to wait while they went and got her. I was in the lobby checking email on my iPhone while T and her grandma visited together in the common area. T poked her head around the corner and asked me to come back with her so I could meet her grandma. On her way to her room, T said her grandma looked great and seemed to be in really good health. She was lucid, not babbling, and was generally happy. But the moment she laid eyes on me, she flipped out and started screaming. Why are you here? What do you want with me? Why did you follow me? The nurses had to restrain her and they asked me to wait back in the lobby because me being there was upsetting her. I have no idea what to make of this. First T sees someone that looks like me. Then her grandma sees me and thinks I am following her, as if we had met before, even though I had never seen her before in my life. I have no explanation for any of this, but it all seems too coincidental to brush off. Given what I felt in that property, the weird occult-style stuff I found there, T seeing someone that looked like me, plus the way her grandma reacted to seeing me is just bizarre. Anyway, that's my story. I was not so much scared by any of it as I was fascinated. On a side note, T and I agreed a few days ago that dating each other just doesn't have that spark that we're looking for, but we remain good friends. I really appreciate that Reddit user giving an update on his relationship status with the person in that story. Also, fuck that person because she clearly just wanted him to do all the work for her, which is why she asked him to go. So he also says in the comments later in this thread that he expects them to probably just stop talking altogether soon, which you know what? Good on him. But those are some doppelganger stories that I came across. What do you guys think it is? Do you think it's something paranormal? Do you think maybe it's some sort of glitch in the matrix or in reality? I think it's a possibility. It could be a combination of all those things, not necessarily all being sinister. Sometimes I think maybe we cross over into another reality and the people on that side of their reality may be just as freaked out by us as we are by them. Who knows? But I definitely want to hear what you guys think doppelgangers are. And if you have any doppelganger stories, definitely let us know over on social media. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Amity Phil Horror. Again, if you're enjoying this content, don't forget you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts, which of course includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and literally anywhere else you find your shows. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you could subscribe and leave us a five-star review, that is one of the best ways you can help support the show. Make sure to check out the link in the show notes for our YouTube page where you can find all of our live streams. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Wait For It Podcast, and on Twitter at Wait For It Pod. If you're looking for reviews of the latest Jujutsu Kaisen movie, my co-host Eric and his brother Stefan covered that. And myself and friend of the show Anya recently reviewed season one of How I Met Your Father. But again, folks, thank you so much for joining me for Amity Phil Horror. Don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And all you and your doppelganger gotta do is wait for it. So... I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is... Wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.